Hello, welcome to Square Based, the only and best show about the old world dealing with the competitive community. In this show, find out about the upcoming previews and information surrounding the old world with a special announcement from me, your host Rob, and my co-host, Val Heffelfinger. Welcome to the show. Hello, Val. How oh, are you? hi. <laughs> Rob, I'm so good, buddy. I'm so good. Uh, this could be, this should be a double, this should be a double show week because we're going to need to get this out before Saturday because we all know everything good is going to happen on Saturday. I'm going right? to get it up right now, like I promise. My hand to God. My hand to God. Okay. Yep. My, my hand to Jesus. Well, I know you were busy, so I, you know, it's all good. Oh my God. Hi, Val. Hi, Super Duper Matt. 1986. Great year. Hello, everyone in the chat. Uh, shout out to Andrew, who, along with his brother at the weekend, those two Pennsylvania beefcakes took me to the Frank Frazetta Museum, which most of, now I can talk about a little bit more, most of Warhammer, it turns out, is based on. Uh, I didn't know that yeah. Warhammer was derivative of Frank Frazetta, but now I know. I apologize Obviously. for being an uneducated scrub, but <laughs> now I am. Such an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Frazetta, come on, man. So do you know what, Come do you know, on. Do you know what he's on is? one of our coins. He's on a coin in Canada. Is he? Yeah. He's actually the reverse of the toonie. It's actually, it's not the queen's head or the king's head now. It's actually Frank Frazetta. Oh, perfect. That's uh, exactly what I wanted. The, <laughs> I didn't know that, a toonie. The, um, uh, what was it going to, oh, you threw me with the toonie. You threw me. I was. <laughs> well, our $2 coin blew your mind so, so strong. No, also, this is, a uh, this is the actual size uh, for the record. Uh, no, it's not. This is actually a milk chocolate toonie. Interestingly, only a buck fifty. Oh, you can't see that because it's it's green screen. But only a buck fifty uh, for the two dollar chocolate. I think they missed an opportunity there. This should be at least two dollars. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I digress. Please continue. Thanks everyone in the chat. We are joined by the chat. Thanks for subscribing. And if you are one of the uh, old world uh, square based square bast. Uh, show listeners do leave comments on the youtube that helps it reach more square bast people uh, it does. yeah i just want to quickly throw out to the square bast community because i've mm -hmm. seen a lot of comments from them uh on yeah. some of the youtubes two things number one uh age sigma's a really great ge game that's thriving yeah sure. some of the comments are like oh yeah finally the seven people that play age of sigma i was like i was just internationally at an event Okay. Like, this so, like, Not so, sure if you know this, but I was at a castle. Okay. <laughs> this is number one. Uh, number two, uh, Val. I need to shout out Val specifically. Val's been like intimately involved in the live streaming and organization of like massive events around the world. Some of the biggest Warhammer events that you could possibly be a part of. So that's his kind of oh. credentials. So when we it's do happened. end up, so when we do end up talking about like stuff at events and other stuff, this isn't like two podcast bros who've been to an event one time. <laughs> like, no. this is like you've gone as far as it goes, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Like Which... I've, I may have touched the bottom. As a matter of fact, I think I did. I think I got to the bottom of it. What's really funny I, actually, is one hundred percent why I don't play forty k anymore. I got to the bottom. What's it's, What's really like funny it. is is I was like, you were like, I'm going to go to the bottom and touch it, and I was like, don't do that. It's gross. You'll hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. And then you came back you up and you were like, that sucks. Don't go there. Ooh, that, that was bad. I'm never doing any of that ever again. <laughs> 
about. Let's, let's tell someone else to not do it as we watch them joyfully reach to the bottom. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, okay. Well, so we've got some amazing news to talk about when it comes in regards to the old world. Also some excitement for the weekend, which I'm looking forward to as well. Or some disappointment, let me know. Um, but I think before we do any of that, I'm going to catch up uh-huh. with Val. Asking if you've done any square bass slash old world stuff, and how is prep for the tournament going? Rob, I have the most basic job that is just, I just, man, this is why homework, you know, homework, homework is the worst, Rob. Okay, tell me. And what. I have, and I've got homework. I got to do this friggin' pack. And all I got to do for, for the square base GT, by the way, guys, uh, between November 24th, 26th, and we're sitting at 33 players. I got room for one more. Um, a certain hobby workshop is supposed to be coming, but uh, apparently I was given a, a 555 number to call him on. Um, so uh, waiting on waiting on the real way to contact him. Um, but that's neither here nor there because uh, I need to get the friggin' comp pack done. We're using the, the Triple Crown GT comp pack, modified by yours truly. It's not a lot of work. It's just a lot of words and formatting. And I get scared every time I think about doing it. I get scared, and then I don't do it. I look at pictures of Skaven, and I panic by uh, armies that I may or may not ever use. So, so that's where I'm at. So two things people with ADHD organizing events struggle with. Number one, uh, informing their players, which is the easiest thing to do. You just be like, I'll email everyone, which seems like a task akin to climbing a mountain. And then similarly, writing a pack, which again is maybe 15 minute job but like i will do i will write a pack and send the pack out email everyone which are two jobs Mm -hmm. i need you to know yeah Yeah, that's 100 two jobs at least that's at least two jobs and i will congratulate that's like a whole hour off after that (laughs) (laughs) that's nice yeah that's a really good rule (laughs) i'm like wow i can't believe i did that that's phenomenal stuff uh well done me right uh i've been told in the chat i often don't email the pack but i do try that's really be important and the, here's the thing that beyond all of this so I was, like i have been an occasional warhammer to i am an every year fantasy football to so i like to play a little game called fantasy football in which you uh you pick real world players onto your teams and then your guys score in the real world and make you points and someone wins at the end it's a lot of fun it's like it's a lot of fun and I, of course, because I'm a Warhammer nerd, I made my fantasy football league uniquely complicated versus everyone else's fantasy football league. And and I have written uh, like um, a Magna Carta uh, level of complexity rules rules document. Uh, it's hyperlinked. It's referenced. I send reminders all the time about it all because I've been doing it for a long time. No one reads it. No one listens to it. The only thing that's ever worked is video. Actually, I've been doing, I've switched video to video packs. addresses. Yes. So maybe that's what we should start doing. We should start just recording video packs for the millennial plus generation uh, who just cannot, cannot abide by actually reading a fucking document. I mean, if we're um, being real serious, we'd, we'd, we'd TikTok that shit up. You know, if we were like, here's a quick TikTok. Like, you're playing these packs. Don't be late. It's nine o'clock. I don't know why I'm also rapping. <laughs> <laughs> On the TikTok. Watch out, Doc. We're coming with this pack. Yeah. I really yeah, wish nice. that wasn't live. I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah, okay. it was good. It was good. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> I can't talk. I really, really fucked up there. I'm so... Oh. <laughs> 
Anyway, I agree yeah. with you. Video packs would be good. So you've been doing the packs, the homework, the boring stuff. A uh, little bit challenging because don't forget this is a Warhammer 8th edition Warhammer Fantasy Park tournament. But I've heard yep. one thing you have been doing, and you've done this really well, is you've been hitting up the guest list. I heard the guest list is popping off. Uh yeah 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 we made some we made some real progress last week so uh or like two weeks ago we uh we uh, embarked on an ambitious mission uh uh a a well coordinated campaign of cyberbullying to get uh the uh the mountain Steve from Mini Wargaming slash Mountain Minis Mountain Miniatures that's his own channel which he works his butt off on um to play in the event. And um, I and and I confronted him. I, I attended no fewer than three live streams. One of which I was just in chat, and he was like, "I, I don't understand what you're saying." And it was this was actually talking about competitive, just competitive 40k in general. And I was just trying to endear myself to him. And I, my 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 comment in chat was so so complex and confusing that he actually just made me come on the show. So I was actually live on the air with Steve for a while. I don't think he knew who I was, but it was great. And then after that, uh, I caught him live doing a very, uh, like they were doing like a, it was the worst possible uh, stream to bother him on. He was doing like a fundraiser stream for his channel. And uh, I pestered him and Luca until they capitulated um, and said, yes, they will, uh, they will attend. So there's at least two of the many wargaming legends will be in attendance uh, I'm going to try and get Josh, but as Rob pointed out in the last show, he'll probably be busy folding towels and uh, getting the uh, mini wargaming bunker up to speed. Uh, By the I, way, I think for this event, we should probably switch it up to something more. You had the castle. I think the bunker should be the, the dungeon. The bunker. Oh, the dungeon. <laughs> fuck dungeon works, I guess. Uh, maybe. It's got a name. It's called the fuck bunker. The mini wargaming <laughs> bunker. Has been established now in in the now because lexicon. they're starting to pay a little bit of attention. Um, uh, I don't know if you know we want to call it the fuck bunker. I, I, I don't know. I'm like I'm worried that it could unravel the whole thing. Is that a wholesome use of the of the okay. fuck bunker? I don't know. I won't. I won't. If chat and also all commenters want to, but I I'll be an adult and I'll call it the mini wargaming bunker. Okay. I'm down with. Look, I'm okay. Like, fuck bunkers aggressive. Fuck dungeon. That sounds more normal. I mean, that feels probably more on point. Um, but uh, at any rate, it's coming together really nicely, um, except for the fact that now I need to do some core um, organizational stuff. But the thing is, is like, I'm going to publish that pack and be like, thank God, everyone has the information they need. And no, then, like the it. week before, the week before, I'm gonna like be like, all right, here, let's take a look at the list, and it's gonna be like five Eldar lists. So I'll be like, guys, this is a fantasy <laughs> tournament. <laughs> guys, this is a one fight about tournament. Did guys, you know this? I, I've been working so hard at this. Are you are you serious right now? <laughs> all right, good. Well, astute guess list. Also, uh, the fact that you got the mountain and also you got Luca means that we have I have enough members there on the Saturday night. Uh, of the original cast of Rangers of the Bloodstone to potentially oh, get like a cast playthrough, which I don't think has ever happened. Maybe we should do a table read. <laughs> Maybe we should just like host a table read of of uh, of the Ranger. See, that's the, actually the part of this that I haven't broken into. I think is the actual they call them the bosses, uh, Matt and uh, and that fine fella. Oh my God! Is a board game? You are you crazy that you don't know this? I have the signed copy. 
Well, I guess that I don't want to play that instead of Warhammer at all. But also, <laughs> we should probably play that instead of Warhammer one of the nights. Oh, one why are you the, making me do this? One of the nights. We Saturday? Have to. Yeah, yeah. Not Friday. Friday is for getting remembering how to play Warhammer. Friday night is a Warhammer uh, remember how to play night. Saturday, full day of games, and then an evening playthrough of Rangers the board game. I am excited. Is it okay. signed? Is it a signed copy? It's a signed copy. Signed copy right there. Maybe we should get it signed twice. Oh my god! Well, if I get the whole What's his cast, name? why am I blind? Dave, Dave, that's yeah, Dave, right? Yeah. That's Dave. Uh, yeah. Dave signed it, but if I get the whole cast to sign it, that would obviously be an excellent. Is Steven in it? Is Steven in in the in the Ranger the Mountain? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's oh, uh, he's he's the orc. Actually, I think I knew that. I there are two, that. Luca. I think Luca and Steve are in a, a, an orcish domestic abuse relationship. It's quite oh, complicated. Uh, this is by, um, for, for people. Well, don't, no, uh, that sounds that sounds like their their live streams. That I, I guess they probably just wore a mask instead for that one. That's good. And just for um, people who aren't aware of what I'm talking about, there is a, a wonderful movie uh, available on Amazon Prime called Rangers of the Bloodstone, uh, which many of the many wargaming people featured in, which is great. This was like Dave's one of Dave's like life works was to produce that film. It's and, one of the greatest uh, movies of all time. It's in my top five. And I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad, Rob, that you very earnestly uh, enjoyed it. Uh, I'm sure that it bringing you joy made him happy as well. Mm -hmm. it, it uh, me, probably it... in the pantheon of Canadian films up there with Porky's and Passchendaele. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh my God! Imagine if we got into Rangers too. Easy. I mean, that's easy money. Um, basically, uh, I would just need to become an executive producer, easy. and um, shit. I, I could sell the Carmine Dragon. Boom, we're in. Money, money. Yeah, we can f fund it purely from old videos. I'm in. All right. <laughs> so one last announcement before we start talking about the hot news, because there is some hot news, is this. Uh, me ahead. and Val would like to announce that we are officially forming the World Team Championships event next year and also the organizing yes. body for yes. the Old World Tournament. So if you do yes. have a national team, um, mm -hmm. And you would like to form a national team? Teams of uh, teams of four is actually optimal. Me and Val are arguing about this. He obviously wants eight, uh, but we'll talk about that. Uh, five, but... five is clearly optimal. Anyway, continuing. Okay, five, five works. But we're going to do uh, a, a world team championships for the old world. Uh, so if you would like to be a part of it, your nation would like to be a part of it. Do get in touch with us now. The officially recognised organising body That's of right. the old world team championship. So I mean, I'm I, I'm not greedy. I'm just going to declare myself as captain of the uh, WTC Old World team uh, for a tournament that does not yet exist, for a game that does not yet exist. But I am the captain of Team Canada. Called it, uh, triple locked it, no races, uh, black magic. Uh, I am the captain. Uh, another, another, uh, another thing, we haven't discussed this exactly, but just so you're clear, for every 50 million people you have in your nation, you're allowed a team. So one team <sighs> per 50 million. I mean, that seems Fair. Uh, unfair because that means that Canada gets less than one team. And you that's get one team cool. up to up to fifty million. Up, up to up to okay up to. okay okay up to that seems really fair. Okay, um, and now do you have to just be so like? Does that mean that the UK only gets one team then? Yeah, UK sixty three. Oh, see, this is the interesting point. We actually have like a Welsh, English, Scottish, Irish, Northern Irish team. All of which yeah. count, um, uh, but then the UK, the UK itself doesn't have a team, which I think would 
also count. So if you'd like That'd to be do kind of super awesome. Yeah, so you could do a UK team and then all the other principalities can also do a team as well. Themselves. What I'm saying is is like are we going FIFA? Like basically are we going recognize countries from FIFA? Are we going recognize countries from like the United Nations? In which case, I mean those are two different things, you know. What basically I'm what I'm saying is to the US is you can have seven teams. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> basically what I'm saying. I like I like I like the idea of just imposing our own uh, our own definitions onto other countries. So like just like with uh, the Treaty of Versailles and carving up the Middle East, which totally has not led to a lot of current modern problems that are happening right now. We just I've... take a ruler and apply it to America uh, and put it make it into quadrants. So we go, uh, yeah, yeah, northeast, uh, southeast, uh, uh, southwest, northeast. Boom. Four teams done. English people have always been making excellent decisions on the international stage for generations. Maps. Generations. Maps and flags, man. Maps, Maps and, and flags. flags. Uh, I think next week should be uh, the video where we organise uh, the organising body. That should be the video we do live. Organ pick on pick teams. We we'll work through it. How's that sound? That's good. I'm just a humble captain, Rob. I'm a humble <laughs> captain. Okay. All right. Well, I, as the chief commissioner, um, uh, will. Ask you. Uh, I'll have a logo oh, website. I have a, I have a rule. I have a new rule. Week. Oh yeah. I have a new rule. Uh, that captains are no longer captains. They're going to be head coaches, and then people who actually play can be captains. But they're just like leadership roles. Oh, that I is hate a great the fact decision. that players. Yes. I hate the fact that the captains are players. It makes such a massive conflict of interest. I think that's dumb. So although I'm but a humble captain, I'm I'm in fact the head coach. Okay. You're the head coach. I'm in fact the head coach. Which means head coaches surely can't be players. Um, surely not. Not anymore. Player okay. coaches did exist uh, back in the day, but uh, no, not anymore. I think head coaches needed. I think so. I think I just like it distracts me nuts the fact that like every every captain of every national team for the WTC slash former ETC. Um, is like clearly in a massive conflict of interest about whether or not they should get to play on the team. And like, and, and it drives me nuts. Like, cause also they, they have their, they have opinions that like, I don't know, don't extend to being super good at being a leader or like maker or builder of a team. Like those are different skill sets. Um, so it drives me nuts. I think it's like, a, I think it's part of the evolution of these, these team events because they are being taken so seriously. Like, just look at the amount of support staff you see, um, like like behind the like the most serious competing teams. Like just like Team Canada brought four or five assistant coaches last year. Wow, uh, we barely brought eight players the, the year I went. Um, you know, like it was. Uh, in fact, uh, one could argue they didn't bring eight players because I was on the team. Um, it was uh, it was a very hard scrabble thing, but people try hard now. Coaches. Should not be captains. Captains should not do what coaches do. That's it. Off the soapbox. Rob, where to next? Okay, done. Next week, we'll organize uh, the World Championships. Can't wait. Okay, so, so, diving in. Diving in. Where's, where's the location for the venue? I'm excited. I think we should do Iceland. <laughs> Hear me out. I think we should do Iceland. Yeah, it's cheap to fly to. Not bad. Know, they pay you to fly yeah. there because they want immigration. Not immigration. Uh, uh, like tourists. Probably not. They probably right. don't want immigration. They don't want I'm that. I'm just going to guess. They don't want that, but they do want people to visit, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Which, which is how I feel. I'm like, you can come over my house, but you can't stay at my house. Like, get out of my house. Uh, that's fine. 
Obviously, immigration is cool, actually... cool, cool. Get an Airbnb when I come visit Rob. Got it. Roger, yeah. Has- Roger. Has- hashtag square bast. Uh, immigration. <laughs> Im- immigration is actually really good for societies, and and your GDP goes up, and uh, it's always an economic bonus as well as obviously a cultural bonus to your country. If you don't believe in immigration, you obviously economic hashtag... growth in general is population growth. Look it up. Look it up. So stop being. I have stupid. no idea if that's true. It's it's correct. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why dwindling uh, populations, like uh, for a par example of China and also Japan, uh, with the shrinking birth rates, uh, are looking at an economic decline because most uh, most, as you know, capital is based off borrowing from the future, and when that future doesn't exist, we get two thousand eight, which is fun. Okay, that's. It I mean, that. we don't have to get too deep into that. No, we don't. Let's not, because I'm wrong. So, <laughs> right. Well, some of that was right. Some of that was very right. Some of that was very right. Yeah, actually, hundred percent. I know. I'll um, just clarify a few points, but that's okay. We're not an economics podcast. Let's get on with it. Let's not. But this is financial advice, right? So, uh, <laughs> this is financial advice. Buy Bretonians. <laughs> Buy them all. Right. So, what's happening is Warhammer Day is coming, and so are some new juicy reveals. Okay, so uh, we have seen a new miniature, and it's talking about what's happening uh, very soon. Warhammer Day returns this Saturday as we spend a day celebrating everything great and good about the hobby we all love. Can I just first shout out, can I just first give a big shout out to Games Workshop uh, for realizing that their biggest market is celebrating Halloween on the 31st, uh, which is where they always generally put Warhammer Day. They always put it like right at the end of October, so putting it mid-month, big move, guys, big move. Great decision. I, I I mean, again, one of those situations where I feel like another person in the room, they're like, okay, Warhammer Day, what day? October 31st, for some reason, feels like it's important. <laughs> Let's do it then. Like, do, do you not think we'd be a bit like another person in the room, I feel, would have solved this, but we got there. Um, yeah. Right. Show your fealty to the Noble Kingdom of Bretonia. Battle standard bearer on foot. A busper. Uh, a busper. So, Val. So now we're going to talk about the model in a minute, but before we do, could you describe to me the role of a battlestander bearer in a Warhammer Fantasy Battle Army and why actually it's very cool? It's a very unique oh. unit role. Well, I mean, in eighth edition, and I think going back for a long time, generally speaking, the BSB allows uh, a sort of an area of effect that allows you to re-roll uh, leadership tests. Leadership tests in the old games, anyway, were massive, super critical, and often impacted heavily by modifiers. So being able to re-roll that particular test uh, was very, very important for just about every army. So every army, for the most part, will run a BSB, um, sometimes on foot, sometimes, I don't know, wielded by a uh, chaos sorcerer on a disc of zinch. Uh, but you may want it. Uh, <laughs> you may want you, you may you know you may want to bring a BSB. And hilariously, often uh, they were um, uh, the original FOMO boxes were were BSBs. They were often produced only as limited edition models and kept in uh, box sets uh, for entire armies. So you had to buy. You had to drop like four hundred bucks at one go to get your battle standard bearer that everyone needed. That's 400 bucks Canadian for people like God that sounds expensive that sounds expensive I think uh, it's, I think 400 bucks is expensive in any any language but yeah like uh, so you know I like two I don't know what a battle box cost in the UK but probably I think, like it, I think it was I think it was like over a hundred I think it was like and this is going it was back like, like 10 years I, this is a 14 year olds like mental like third like pre-job like basically it's a billion not pounds. able to make much money it was yeah. an impossible amount of money so I don't know it is. It is. 
Um, agreed. Which is why it's always hilarious. People say the game is designed for children because you're like, no, <laughs> what? What children it's have designed? <laughs> it is. It is designed for children. It's designed for children who then decide that one day they're going to organize their entire lives around being able to afford this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like the the bad guy origin story. Hundred <laughs> like, percent. Yeah, like they walk in at like twenty eight years old and look some like you know nineteen year old youth on fourteen k a year in the eye, <laughs> and they're like they're like hello sir, can I help you? Like yes, I'd like one of everything. They're like, what do you mean one of everything? Everything. I've actually we seen that. I've seen a I've seen a guy who like built like a a nineteen nineties games workshop store, like with just like like stocked it with like new and shrink stuff. It was psychotic. That is psychotic. See, that's what yeah. I mean. That's a villain story. That's at 13 years old being like, no, you can't. He then went on to make water not a public right or something. <laughs> like, he, like he works for Nestle. Yeah. That's an interesting <laughs> twist. Because I, lo I love joking. I love joking like how much like the world would change when like clearly warrant like there are because the rise of the tech bros, right? Like yeah. clearly every single one of these assholes could have been completely derailed by just walking through the wrong mall at the wrong time and like seeing a Warhammer game going on. Like, oh yeah. Like if 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 like if GW had expanded to uh, like apartheid South Africa, maybe Elon Musk doesn't uh, doesn't exist. You know, you never would have known. His school records came out recently. His uh, his um, his. Gonna uh, guess not a good student. His high school teacher said he was uniquely untalented at learning. I think that's the quote, which is uh, an incredible way yeah. of saying someone's dumb. Um, which is great. I think it's probably an ignorant person's way of saying that he probably has crippling ADHD, which is everything I see and everything that guy does. Um, so there you but, go. I, but I hope he does. Uh, that's important. I, right, mean, I, so, I hope he dies, but I do. I do. He's definitely, he's definitely a bad <laughs> he's, guy. He's, he's certainly too rich. I mean, no one should be that rich. Anyway, let's continue. Okay. Right. So uh, we're going to move on to the BSB. And so you know what BSB does? BSB is really important because you basically need one in your army. Uh, which is cool, and I love uh, the BSB. And and what's fun about the BSB in a Warhammer Fantasy Battle Army is it's the lodestone um, and linchpin, but it's also a unique unit role. Like it, like you know, um, more so than maybe in Age Sigma, and definitely more so than in 40k. You know, a BSB is this unique unit role where it provides this incredible buff to your army. Uh, yeah, which is cool. It's funny. It's funny. Like it comes also from an era where like the centerpiece model, like the biggest thing they could imagine, was a large flag. So, so they are they are generally speaking like they are the battle standard of the army. So they do they do draw an eye. Uh, they're like uh, they're really cool. Yeah, uh, me too. So uh, okay, uh, this is uh, what do you think of the actual miniature chat? And also you, time to comment. We've been seeing a lot of armored up foot knights. So maybe we're about to see. I hope more foot knights uh, or like because that's an that's a, a Bretonian unit that has not existed for a long time. Um, um, so that'd be cool. Um, otherwise, I mean, it's a nice guy. It's a nice armored dude holding the flag. You know, I mean, I've got nothing against this. It's made of resin. So this is a forge world resin model. Which is um, a big, a big yikes. Uh, I do like that they at least considered that in clearly how he was constructed. Looks to me like the flag is making contact with his back. Uh, so therefore, and like, so therefore the flag supports the arm, which, uh, you know, makes it so that this thing just doesn't immediately snap off. This part looks, looks to me like there's a lot of contact points that'll make this not incredibly brittle, which is nice. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice enough. It's a nice enough thing. I feel the same way about the mounted version of it. Um, and, um, you know, 
Um, I don't know if this is all that much better than anything I could pr- I could print. I'm still waiting for that knock because the Forge World's going to knock our socks off with some some of these sculpts. But so far, they've given us some pretty generic some pretty generic looks that are c- completely fine. But I'm not like, oh, give me I, that. I mean, the important thing to note about this is uh, is that the paint job is obviously really really great. Um, you know, but outside of that, like, you know, it we have talked about this quite a bit, but I feel like they're gonna go for a very understated uh kind of miniature range. It's almost going to be like if you looked at, you know, Age Sigma miniatures now and then you go and look at, you know, some competing kind of like brand where they have a lot less detail, like there's a lot less kind of like on the mini. Uh, and I would I would argue that like some people like that. I think that's one of those things. Almost kind of like, you know, when you get to the epic kind of like scale where it's really small it's like eight mil then you're like okay not not time for a lot of detail on this so therefore putting an army together is is much better i would say it's just a dude games workshop have been doing this a lot now um this is the kind this is very behind the times in my personal opinion this would be like uh you know if someone showed me a new car and they're like it has digital radio and i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> like of course the windows go up and down they're automatic you're like okay like yes like that is a standard feature um so they they do they do shout these out but i do think it's a cool looking dude and i do like the bretonian aesthetic i like the idea of guys on foot i think that could be very fun love that i think I think the place, so they, they did a couple of things, right, that would allow them to do some cool things. One, they made the base sizes larger, so you should be able to be a little bit more dynamically posed on those bases. But I think that's kind of like, that's where GW could differentiate itself. I think, I think there are a lot of people out there who are good at doing exactly this model, but they wouldn't be really good at making this model run and look like he's about to cut someone's fucking head off. Um, which is something I think that GW can do. They're really, I think they, they, they are much more... Ab- able at dynamically po- posing evocative friggin look at look at all the whole cities of sigmar line um you know they don't they don't feel like they're just standing there this doesn't even look like, like a particular breezy day you know this guy's just sort of like in a field you know what i mean so like they, I, I agree there's like a very old style to it like this could have come in a blister pack and uh i i don't know like if they're just gone for nostalgia sure it works but um Let's look at, I mean, an example, I think, of the opposite would be the Pegasus that leaked. We, we had an assembled Pegasus. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. Oh, I did. And I'm not, like, I'm not really sure how I feel about it because it was on sprue, so it didn't really get presented to me in a way I could like, understand. But that was on plastic, right? That was the big deal. You haven't, oh, so you haven't seen it built. Someone built it. Oh, like no. Built. No, I haven't Un momento, seen it. por favor. Looks like, oh. you were, looks like you didn't have Wi-Fi in that castle. I did not have Wi-Fi. Did you send in it the to fuck me? Dungeon, in the fuck dungeon, we'll have <laughs> excellent uh, Wi-Fi signals. Uh, I think I sent it to you. Yes, it was the first in a, in a long chain of uh, uh, one second. messages that went unreplied to over the past whoa, week and a half. I understand. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be out in me. Oh, yeah, I see it. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Don't be, don't also, be I like the Whinge Bingo, but it does credit a podcast that I'm not sure if you like or not. So uh, we can uh, look at that. R.I.P. I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, there you go. Uh, so, oh, so this is a plastic new. Um, this is the this from the boot sale uh, that we uh, that we saw on Sprue. There was actually a cut. Co- there were a couple different angles on this. Uh, the person who assembled this and did like a little Reddit takeaway on it said that uh, it's not the same one as the as the boot sale one. 
Oh, they say it's the same. It's the same sprue, but it's not this literally physically the same model. So maybe there were a couple of these in the dumpster that was de- dove into. There's no rider, but that there is a plat like that to me is, I would say, 10,000 times better than the unicorn that we saw. Yeah, okay, I think so- that the, the degree of detail and uh, the proportion, the stance, um, just everything about this, the motion of it, the like it just to me, this is a this is a beautiful model. So this kind of puts us in um, in the territory that we talked about a while ago, where I think we're going to get we talked about this already, but I'm going to say it again. I think we're going to get the Necromunda model. We're going to get a bunch of. Uh, kits which are plastic yeah we're gonna get some old stuff bunch of kits which are plastic we're gonna get some special characters yeah Yeah, we're gonna get some special characters that are resin which is exactly what they do for necromunda exactly what they do for blood bowl um and we've seen that already this is going to be a plastic kit and they've obviously shown us a resin middle middle model in the bsp um fucking person picture looks fake to me but what do i know get my jeez people Boobin, Boobin, israel baby israel guys it's there was there was also like when this was dropped, by the way, on uh, on on Facebook, there were all these people like, well, I don't think that's the same sprue. I'm like, really? So there's two, there's there's never before seen Pegasus sprue, and then there's an assembled never before seen Pegasus, and we don't think these are the same thing, people. Oh, so well, I don't understand. The old world messed people up, man. There's some PTSD. Well, to be from, fair, from the, the, mes- the messaging has been so bad from GW that this leak. Like, if it wasn't for this leak, we would still be in the mentality that we were getting no plastic new kits. We would still be umming and ahhing about the fact that we are or aren't getting some plastic kits. So we're now in a position True. where we're like, actually, True. we are There's at least guess. one. There's at least one. So that, and, if there's, <laughs> yeah. and if there's one, there's more. So, like, the leaker is not saved, but the leaker has definitely helped the messaging for the old world. Because if you're an old world fan, you're like, oh, actually... They're going to do some plastic kits. I'm actually more excited now because that's better. Um, yeah. Which I think, is, and new plastic kits as well. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I. that's a fair point. We haven't actually seen them. And that's also why, um, uh, that's also why I'm uh, uh, curious to see what they do with Tomb Kings because we know for a fact that, that uh, well, we know that they've shown us the studio army or at least good pieces of the studio Bretonian army. We know that Knights of the Realm, for example, have been rebased and repainted for Old World. We've seen the Trebuchet, which is a metal model, repainted for the Old World. Uh, so we can uh, probably extrapolate that they will not uh, get new plastics for those things. But we've never, we haven't seen a Grail Knight. We haven't seen a Grail Knights. We've seen the Men at Arms. We've seen Archers, but we haven't seen um, a Reliquy. We haven't seen the Grail Reliquy. So like, there's all kinds of like elements that uh, Catapult uh, Trebuchet has been has been uh, has been shown i so think it exists. i think i think it that, that was metal. a bunch of i personally would say so what do i know like i would say that if there was anything that had been newly produced i would say that so just so everyone knows i used to work at gw so i kind of know the process so when it was citadel main what would happen is uh miniatures would do the product uh like design it sculpt it get it printed every metal would take it over after box and books and box games were like yep that's going to get released in you know a two years time then every metal would start painting through the process and then the army painters would start painting a bunch of like background minis in that set so you know you would have like one of each 
of a squad painted by heavy metal and then you'd have the army painters kind of fill the squad out something like that interesting uh, okay cool does that make sense uh yeah then, i didn't i didn't realize that i always thought they painted the i thought the whole army was heavy paint heavy oh metal no painted. way cool. no way but then so that but i mean normally if you like you know if you were to look at like i don't know a space marine shot in a book the captain yeah. the lieutenant the apothecary and then you know one unit so, like, of intercessors there's not like a full squad there's not like one full squad no there is there is every what, every every no, model what i'm saying is, is if you had like let's say a unit of intercessors in that all of that would be heavy metal because the whole intercessor squad would be heavy metal all okay. of the characters would be heavy metal but then in the yep. background got it if yes. there was a the, bunch the, of intercessors they okay. would be army painters. I'm, I'm with you i'm with you okay cool so you would get a yeah okay so basically what they paint the heavy metal team does one example of everything they make exactly right uh, one example of everything so then if you see an army shot it's the other stuff so then that goes to product photography which normally happens at, like at least sometimes more than a year out like it's a while out okay so and then it gets packaged up into a book and off it goes what i think may have happened with the old world is that they didn't get the sculpts done in time and so we may have had the book and lots of like the product shots for the book using all of the old stuff. And also like uh, recently, several of the books have leaked ahead of time. Like we've had some Slaves of Darkness book leaked like like a year ahead of time. Uh, Sigmar book we haven't seen shit from Old World. No. And, and, but my point is maybe um that like there's there's a kind of like a bonus effect is that like if that book was to leak you wouldn't see any of the new stuff in that book but i think like but that's kind of a side point i honestly think what's happened is they were like we are late on this project we haven't got everything designed in time therefore we haven't got everything painted in time therefore everything that we are going to put into these product shots which is the shots we've seen in warhammer community aren't actually done with any of the new stuff because we literally didn't have them ready like for instance when we saw at uh, warhammer fest we saw that bretonian knight painted i don't think that that mm -hmm. was finished until like that week like it wasn't painted so it couldn't possibly have been in any product shots because it wasn't ready and therefore i think the same is true for this pegasus knight the bsb like that bsb probably was finished in the past week or so maybe like a couple of weeks ago i reckon that's a guess See, I can't. I, I have as um, you've you've posited this to me before, and I don't know where it comes from. Uh, maybe it's just pure uh, like your personal experience. But I just can't imagine that they have. Basically, if what you're saying is the case, then we're not seeing old world for a long ass fucking time. No, no, no. Because I, I, no, I, because I, there's no way to me that they could be printing army. They could be printing their core rule books, the box, um, all of these things. Um, without the the new models no, in the range. So, no, like so, what, so what they did blow my mind in my personal opinion what they did is they sent the core rule book to print without any of the new stuff in it okay. does that make sense so like i think that i think that's going to come out in january i'm almost guaranteed it's almost guaranteed to come out in january and then um i and i think that that's what we're basically seeing which is why also the leaks not the leaks the previews seem so thin on the ground because like they're just getting the stuff ready is my personal uh, kind of like thoughts, uh, but we'll see. Because I, because I mean, forget, it was the photos it, that we've seen so far on Warham Community do have those sort of like rule book example game sort of vibes to them for sure. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. And like they're very like they, uh, it's very strange. I, I honestly I can't wait to see what actually is real because, for example, 
uh, in the Orc and Goblin army shot, there are the old stone trolls. You know, like the, the fact that there's like this, like, uh, like no mixing of the AOS and the old world lines is a bit uh, funny. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, except for like, uh, you know, maybe like some of the dwarves have some some crossover. But like, I keep pointing out that there's like there's no night goblins. You know, and there's no there's no gloom spite in any of the Orc and Goblin pictures which to me is wild, like to think that they would have a shot of an Orc and Goblin army without a single fanatic in it, right? Like those guys were like front and center all the time. So I'm curious, man. I'm super, super curious to see exactly how this all rolls out uh, because I am pretty excited for it, obviously. Um, and um, yeah, I'd be fascinated if we open the, if crack open those books and there's no new models in them. That'd be very uh, interesting. Because even, I- though, even though there are some coming, because by the way, the point you made about it being Blood Bowl, or Necromunda, um, uh, or even Horus Heresy, um, which is sort of like a core lineup of great plastics backed up with sort of specialty resin models, I think is great. I think that's a great model. I'm totally down with that. I think, I think, yeah, I agree. I think that's actually a legit model. And actually the messaging that they've had over the past like six months, which is kind of where we were originally at six months ago, you and me, we were like, yeah, this is exactly what we want. And then six months, and then all of the messaging was like, it's going to be metal, it's going to be resin, it's going to be like, no, you're like, what is happening? Old plastic kits, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what is happening? So now we're in this position where actually we kind of maybe get in the game that we would like, which I think is good as well. Especially if, and as Val has talked about quite a bit, the model count is generally a little bit lower. I'm not talking 50% lower, I'm talking like 10 to 15% lower. That ends up being a bit of a bonus. Um, because you don't have to get quite as much, but we will see, obviously. So those those arrayed battle formations that we've seen so far, I mean, the units haven't been small, um, you know, like especially on the, on the Horde-style ones, like the Orc and Goblin ones, they weren't small. Even the Bretonians, like you were seeing like 16 or, or 21, like on the Archer units, I think, if I remember correctly. So uh, who knows? We'll see. I mean, it is a mass battles game, so you're going to need a bunch of minis. Um Hopefully there's some lower arm model count options that don't completely get wrecked by purple sun for you. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super, I'm, I'm like, I'm super excited to see like how the game functions. I can't wait to see how they roll out the rules for it because um, I assume everyone's going to, I assume it's going to be kind of like, it's going to, it's going to have to be something like um, ninth, sorry. Yeah. 10th edition 40 K where they've got to provide rules for everything off. the. That's, def- that's definitely happening. That's definitely happening. Um, so that's super like imagine that like like new rules for literally everything and like the 10th edition rules for 40k are pretty meaty like in the past when they've done when they've done that kind of a hard reset the rules have been very vanilla and and light on substance uh but they seem to have put a little bit more effort into their free rules uh over at gw recently so maybe we see that i don't know yeah i think um i think one of the things that is really is going to be really interesting is like how they end up just putting it all together like in yeah. the in the clothes i guess uh, i don't really know like um i'm excited I, but where it, is I, it going to be is it going to be online only like uh, like are they going to have is the old world going to be next to horse heresy on the shelves it's a pretty bit like the the fantasy line is as someone who's like kind of been collecting all of it uh you know I, I don't think you could physically like be very hard to physically collect every unit from 40 K for example, it's like, it's not impossible for fantasy. So like it's, um, 
It's like, uh, you know, like limited amount of armies of which they're only doing half to start with. So like, I mean, it's achievable. What they're doing is achievable. And one of the points I was making um, previously, I don't know if it was on this show or in comments or whatever, mine is all turned up is just like, I really do believe that like, um, there's a good chance that they actually just they, that this does get pulled off really well. Like that there's that they they just come out with a game and and you know they start rolling out updates and they also just blow away expectations for themselves. I think that you said you said that like last like when we started this, you had this like very optimistic take, which was like there's no way this can fail. They've got they've got uh, total war behind them. They've got all this stuff, and I was like, I think you're a little insane in. I don't know if I said that out loud, but like certainly internally, I was like, I think that's a bit much. I think that like it is clear that GW does not have massive expectations here. Correct. Um, so far has not has not telegraphed massive massive expectations. Would not be the first time that they were out to lunch about uh, what the demand will be for something that they're doing. Um, so I could see, for example, that initial release absolutely blows the fucking doors off their expectations whether or not this is a game that's like replacing aos or like dislodging 40k from the zeitgeist or whatever doesn't matter what matters is that they're gonna blow out they're gonna sell out every single morsel of this that they have which will then also sell out any sort of adjacently related element of the aos range just in time for aos 4.0 which is really funny to me um so i i (laughs) i think that and that's probably why by the way like one, uh, two reasons why I think they have the, the difference between the two models is they don't want to kill AOS if they can avoid it. Um, and also the the scale is certainly a little bit different. So they probably, I think, wanted to keep re- a bit of an aesthetic change. Can, can I just talk on that a second? Because this is a yeah. com- constant conversation. And I really, at this point, think it's apples and pears. Like, like well, chalk and cheese. Like, the the conversation, like, because you see this a lot from some of the YouTube commenters or people online. They're like, ha-ha, time for AOS to die. I'm like, do you have any idea how huge Age of Sigmar is complete compared to Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Like it might seem to you, dear listener, as someone who plays Warhammer Fantasy Battle and is excited because your friends used to play and like Val's organizing a tournament and he's reached out to a bunch of old people uh, who were excited. But those people never remotely got the numbers that I do when I make YouTube content about Warhammer Fan- uh, about Age of Sigmar. The number of people attending tournaments for age of sigmar the sheer volume of games that happen in age of sigmar um and the sales age of sigmar dwarfs warhammer fantasy battle so the concept that Warhammer fantasy battle comes out and it is a threat to age of sigmar is just silly but is it a bonus additional game for those players yeah potentially like it also similar with 40k there are people who love 40k and they're going to get some warhammer fantasy battle and that might become their main game but you at this point are there's so much you would lose so much in transferring over or back to Warhammer Fantasy Here, Battle, you're not going to. Here's do the it. bullish. Here's my bullish take. Yeah. Um. Uh. Here's my bullish take. Um. And I don't know if this is necessarily the case, but if we look back at like the original golden age of of GW, what time is it here? Okay, we got time. My bullish take for for the old world. Um, GW peaks in roughly 2006. Crisis hits 07. Oh wait, they're contracting. They're closing stores. They they become terrible terrible at running all of their games they basically sync 40k and fantasy in their sixth for 40k and seventh edition for fantasy both games turn on their heads they go from the best edition to probably their worst edition which is wild um in the intervening years they stop talking to everybody they close the doors they batten down the hatches they double down on the we're a model company not a game company bullshit 
old world. This culminates, by the way, that era of GW, I cannot stress this enough, culminates, leads to the demise of Warhammer Fantasy Battles. So like the the like magnum opus of the we're a models company, not a, a games company, is Age of Sigmar, the original version of it, which was essentially model kits that came with their rules. The rules were an afterthought, uh, and it was a really hacked out, rushed job. That was their that was their magnum. That was their thesis of models first. It failed miserably, and then they they this that failure, which was the launch of AOS originally, not AOS today, two very different things. The fact that 40K was dying um, and being kept alive by its community, much like Fantasy had previously, um, led to them doing things like hiring a psychopath like Rob Symes to uh, join their their marketing team or whatever and create things like Warhammer Community, set up outreach stuff, all those sorts of things, open it up, focus back on games, rebuild them. The thing is, is that the, all that love and affection got played on poured into 40k and the name the game that existed aos the fantasy players who didn't make the jump to aos um were already pissed and they had been pissed for a long time i seem to have frozen am i am i gone yeah your camera is frozen for some reason yeah. so we've got peak 40k and fantasy and then we go into the dark ages and then as we come out of the dark ages, GW applies all of what they learned from being a terrible games company. Well, I should say some of what they learned. But nonetheless, they, they, they're definitely trying harder now than they did when fantasy was basically murdered, but with neglect. So throughout 7th edition and 8th edition fantasy, so we're talking about a period of almost a decade-ish um, of, of people playing fantasy, fantasy was attriting players. They were giving up on the game they were leaving. So like they were they were not continuing on uh, with 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 warmer fantasy long before the end times. So there is a big player base out there, I think, that gave up on fantasy before it got blown up and before AOS came back. And I think when you look at the creation of eighth edition 40K, which uh, is released in 2017, it's the thing that really jumpstarts GW's like return to, to prime time. Um, what you're getting there is not a. Uh, a whole bunch of new players coming back to the game. What you're getting there is a reactivation of a player base that existed already who were pissed off and didn't have a game that they wanted to play from Games Workshop. And that never got to happen for fantasy. So AOS reactivated itself, building on the player base that had stuck around for AOS. But ultimately, there's a lot of people who never would have wanted to play AOS. And so like, even though AOS was improved and has grown organically and there are new, there's a, basically I would say it's probably very close to a net new player base, um, not necessarily a fantasy core player base. I think there's a whole big old group of like Manchurian candidate customers out there who much like when 40K got relaunched will have their chips and their head go off and suddenly the game that they wish that they could be playing is available and they will come back. And I think it is a very, and I think because it's a game that existed for longer than 40K at the time, and because, again, all the same things applied, like people would have gone in and connected with this game and wish they could play it, but then they weren't able to. When all those people turned 30, the old world didn't exist. So, like, that's that's like, that's like what happened for 40K. It's like, 40K was in a very good state when suddenly oh, everyone had to... Oh, generation. That's a good idea. Be. That's so like there. I think there are people who just never came back to the Games Workshop fold um, who will be reactivated by Old World. And I think that's that maybe that has to do with the like 
I think, well, no, I don't think that's what it is. I think they're, I think they're using a lot of the nostalgia and, and the old models from just a logistical point of view. I think if they could, they'd, re, they'd redo everything right off the hop. But I think there is a massive, as far as tabletop wargaming is concerned, like Warhammer Fantasy Battles would still, like even though it was garbage for Games Workshop, would still have been, outside of Games Workshop, the biggest tabletop game that existed. Yeah. I think that, I think that is a fair point to make. Like there are, just aren't a lot of very large board games out there. And outside of what games, if, if you, if someone was like, I'll buy fantasy battles off of you, I'm going to run it myself as in like Kings of War and all that kind of stuff. It would have immediately been the biggest tabletop game, not made by Games Workshop, Hundo P. So I think that's, what's going to happen. I think a lot of people, I think that's also the potential. The upside is that those people come back. And when those people come back or people who are interested in it, and it's not just 40 year olds and 50 year olds, by the way. There are a lot of people who, like, I've been talking to because of this event who, um, you know, like, they first saw Warhammer or got into it when they were, like, 10. You know, like, <laughs> so, like, they, they they are, you know, they're not Xenials, but, like, young millennials exist who, who, who'd be into fantasy. Also, that lost generation, uh, which is a great shout, that lost generation of people would have definitely got to war as a game. They're sure like, oh, did. Like... And so now they're going to be able to buy minis, which I think is very interesting. Okay. So their fandom, so that fandom has been at the very least kept a lot. And everyone's gonna be like, well, it's not going to be that big. You're right. But you don't have to be that big to be humongous in this space. Yes. Right. So like you don't, you don't need to be that big to be gigantinormous. So I think that's what, I think that's what's going to happen is they're going to blow away their internal expectations because they're going to think that this isn't, they're, they're going to half-ass it. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna underhand roll it in 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 off the top. They're not gonna make enough stuff. Everything's instantly gonna sell out. Models will ironically be harder to get now than they are right now, um, I would bet. Uh, and they're gonna hamstring the launch of AOS 4.0 because fantasy players are gonna be trying to buy everything they possibly can. Interesting, interesting. Okay, that's a good prediction. Uh, a couple of bits before we wrap up. Uh, this leads us into the fact that uh, this weekend. Uh, this weekend we have a preview for the old world. So a couple of yes. minutes because I know we're we're hammered for time. Um, Are we? What time is it? Yeah, well, that that technical. Oh yeah, seven fifty nine. Yeah, so yeah, we gotta sign up. Yeah. Okay. So mm. for you, uh, what are you most excited about, and why is it going to be really funny when you only get one model and are crushingly heartbroken? Why you would build yourself up again, my friend? Yeah. Why you would build yourself up again after the crushing disappointment it's last gotta time? Be it. Okay. This has got to be it. The 40-year countdown. This was always the one I thought it was going to be. The 40-year countdown ends this week. It's The 40th anniversary, by the way, is not the creation of Games Workshop, everybody. It's not the first White Dwarf. Those are all way older. It's the creation of Warhammer Fantasy Battle. That's the 40 years. 40 years ago, Warhammer Fantasy came out. Um, so um, to me, it's got to be a substantial old world announcement. Maybe that's a trailer. Maybe that's, you know... Not much, but I think it's got to be more than uh, uh, someone with some sexy feet riding a big horse. Okay. You got any you got any hot guesses really quick? I got to think. It's got to be the it's got to be whatever launch is, right? It's got to be the box this time, right? Okay. Right? All right. It's got to be the box. It's got to be Surely. the box. Not an alternative. It's got to be the box. Not an alternative Bretonian BSB. No, they they got that out of the way this week. They got they cleared the they cleared yeah, the chamber. Yeah. They really wanted that to be it, but looks like it. All right. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's substantial, especially if it does turn out to be January, like you've been priming me. Most of this is predicated on the idea that it needs to happen soon. 
It is January. Well, I have one last bit of info. I don't know if you caught it in the chat. Um, Warhammer uh, YouTube has just released a video. How to paint red... So the new Ardboy kits. How to paint the new Ardboy kits as Warhammer Fantasy Orcs and Goblins. What? A, U- a YouTube tutorial that has just gone up online. From, from GW? From GW with a picture of a guy's... Sorry for the audio there. With a picture of a guy's face in it. There you go. Some black orcs. Uh, they don't call them black orcs, apparently. Uh, but I'll try and get a still for you all to see. There yeah, you go. they may have changed. Maybe maybe they maybe got hip to that. Uh, oh, I'm not actually watching us anymore because of my it's technical okay. fuck out. Uh, it's basically just a normal guy with red horns. It is. It's exactly that. Uh, still on a round base. That is true. That is true. And they did recently do uh, how to do like Rogue Traeger. Rogue Traeger? Rogue Trader era paint job as well. So... Oh, uh, maybe that's what it's more about. Maybe that's, yeah. Well, I don't uh, know, though. Like, maybe they're just prepping. That's what these people do. Also, it would tie in with the fact that if they had this in their schedule, based on it being a November release, which was what we originally heard, they might just yeah. never have taken out this schedule. Because you have to remember... Every- <laughs> Super possible. Very possible, right? Which I think is fun uh, as a kind of little idea as well. Uh, but yes. anyway, I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to try and join you on Saturday, but I am at a premiere for Art in Miniatures. A, uh, so what a doc- time is that premiere? Like, is that is this act? I said premiere. Like, you no, it's, premiere. It's, it's, what it, time's the premiere? premiere? The premiere. It's a physical in-person premiere. Is the problem um, at an art gallery? So, um, but what time? Like, relative to the start of this this thing, like, how likely is it that? You know, you could act because I don't want you to. No, the premiere is in the evening. The day. So then, yeah. So, so what like... would stop us from being able to do a hot take live react? Uh, I have to set up the equipment, be somewhere with good internet, the classic traveling situation. Because it, um, it's not here; it's somewhere else. You could do this on your cell phone. Just give me. Okay, yeah. Take, we'll take it offline. But you could literally just give me the information and, right, we'll the, sort and it. The, give me we'll the launch codes, and I can run it. We'll sort it, baby. We'll sort it. Okay. Because so... I can do this. So you better Thanks. know I can produce a live react. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Squarebase podcast. We've been your hosts, Rob and Val. Tune in next week or Saturday for some more Squarebase goodness. And as always, be Squarebased.